Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast for Mavilla Presbyterian Church. You're all very welcome as we come together for this half hour uh, to uh, hear God's word, uh, to come together in fellowship in Jesus' name, and to remind ourselves of the rich blessings of knowing Jesus and uh, longing to hear from him in our lives. Um, a little reminder that our church buildings are open on Sunday morning now uh, for Sunday worship. If you're coming for the first time, then please do let our clock session Brian know before Friday at five o'clock. And this just helps us uh, so we can arrange the seating uh, for uh, the Sunday service as well. So please do keep that in mind uh, for if you are planning to come out to church for the first time again as well. Well, uh, this evening we're going to look at a very familiar passage uh, in the Sermon of the Mount uh, in Jesus' teaching, uh, and we're going to read that in a moment or two. Uh, But as we begin uh, this evening, let me read these words uh, from Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Here we come before the God who shows us real and lasting riches in life. And as we just take that time to understand who he is, as we look uh, to follow him in our lives, then we may know the real and lasting riches that the God uh, longs to give us in our lives. With this in mind, let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look to you this evening, as we recognise, Lord, the riches that you long to give us, We give you thanks, Lord, that you are the one, Lord, who will direct and guide in that way everlasting. For Heavenly Father, what a privilege and joy it is to know a God such as you. You are the God from from the start of all creation, the one who speaks and it comes into being the one who we may know through your word, the living and active word, which uh, will pierce our hearts, Lord, as we come to understand it. It can speak into the depths, Lord, of our lives, knowing, Lord, that it is you uh, who will change and bring us closer to you. And Lord, we thank thank you for this. For Lord, we live in a world uh, in which there is much confusion, in which uh, there are many promises, Lord, but are also temporary. And in you, Lord, we find uh, that eternal promise. The eternal promise that our hearts long for. The one, Lord, in which we find eternal life. A thirst, Lord, that we hunger for each day. So help us know of what it means to put our trust in you. And as we come before you this evening, Lord, 
we pray for that forgiveness, the times, Lord, in which we turn away from you. It is all so easy, Lord, to wander away to things of this world, Lord, to look to make ourselves gods and idols rather than coming before you, the true and living God. And so this evening, we pray that you may draw us close, that we may know that joy of seeking you, of knowing, Lord, of what it means to build our lives upon that solid rock. Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Now, just before uh, we come to our scripture reading this evening, uh, we're going to listen to our first item of praise. It is sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. And this item of praise is entitled, Only a Holy God.
Well, please turn with me now uh, to our scripture reading this evening, which is taken uh, from Matthew chapter 7. It's right at the very end of what we call the Sermon of the Mount. Jesus' words, uh, as our Jesus is teaching uh, to the crowd that are listening on. And we're going to read from Matthew 7, verse 24 down uh, to verse 29. This is the word of God. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. Let us come now to God again in prayer. Heavenly Father, we look to you this evening as we take in your word to us. As we come, Lord, to recognise what you are saying to us. Help us to put that into practice in life. To know, Lord, of what it means to honour you with our lives. We long to be directed by your word to be guided by the Spirit working in our lives. And this is our prayer this evening, as we take time to understand it. In Jesus' loving name, Amen. Well, in our house, uh, we have uh, the wall charts for good behaviour. If our children are doing well, then they get uh, more stars for the day. And by the end of the week, uh, if their stars are counted up and they have enough, then they, they will get their prizes because, uh, because of that. And I know that um, we, as we come to understand more and more of what the Bible says, we understand that that's not what the Bible teaches us about the Christian life. We are made right all because of what Jesus does. But we are always then faced with that um, question of what, where does obedience come in our lives to the the Christian? What what does it mean to have, uh, to obey God's word and to follow him? And we know, don't we, that as we look to this really familiar passage in the Sermon of the Mount, that Jesus here is teaching Uh, And it's teaching not about if you do all this, then you're made right in my eyes. Because that comes from the name of Jesus. It comes from what Jesus has done for us on the cross. But rather what Jesus is saying here in the Sermon of the Mount, is this what it means to follow me? This is what it means to be uh, a kingdom person. uh, To know that this it is what it means to live a kingdom life. 
And it comes uh, very clearly here in these last verses of the Sermon on the Mount that we've read. Jesus illustrates the contrast between his obedient and disobedient hearers uh, by this parable of the two builders, the wise man who dug deep and constructed his house on rock, and the fool who could not be bothered with foundations and was content, content to build on sand. And as both got on with their building, the casual observer would not have noticed any difference between them. For the difference was in the foundations, and foundations are not seen. Only when a storm broke and battered the houses with great ferocity, the rain on the roof, the river uh, on the foundation, the wind on the walls, was the fundamental and fatal difference revealed. For the house on the rock withstood the storm, while the house on the sand collapsed with uh, uh, irreparable ruin. The truth in which Jesus is insisting in these final two paragraphs of the sermon is that neither an intellectual knowledge of him nor a verbal uh, profession, uh, though both are essential in themselves, can never be a substitute for obedience. The question is not whether we say nice, polite, uh, enthusiastic things to or about Jesus nor whether we hear his words listening, studying, pondering and memorising them until our minds are stuffed with his teaching, but whether we do what we say and do what we know. In other words, whether our lordship of Jesus, which we profess, is one of our life's major realities. Entrance into the kingdom, then, does not turn on obedience after all, it does not, uh, not the obedience which earn merit points, but obedience which bows to the Lordship in which everything, uh, in everything and without reservation. In other words, our uh, entrance to the kingdom is found in Jesus' name. It's found in obeying him. But it's not enough just to have a head knowledge. It's not enough just to say those nice things to say we believe. But it will work into the way we live our lives. It will work into the way that we show others of who we are following, what is our true guide. It's do our words match the way we live our lives. Picture the two houses. They're not, uh, there may not be much in their external appearance to enable the casual observer to distinguish between them. Both will seem attractive, clean, maybe freshly painted as new houses. One, however, has its foundation nothing more than substantial than sand. Only the most severe storm will betray the difference. But granted, the storm in a betrayal, it is inevitable. One day, these houses will uh, fi- uh, will have a storm, will encounter uh, real uh, and lasting damage. So it is essential to have a good foundation. Our lives, no matter who we are, 
will one day come across trials and difficulties. And then the questions will be asked, where do our beliefs come from? Where is our foundation? And it is essential to have those good foundations in God's word, in who he is and what it means to follow him. So what does it mean uh, to build on solid foundation? It means more than hearing God's word taught and becoming familiar with it or even agreeing with it. We can do all that and still be a spiritual fool. Obedience to Christ's word distinguishes the wise man from the foolish neighbour. Just as the difference between the false and the true prophet is that the true prophet does the will of my father. So the difference between the false and the true Christian is that the true Christian puts into practice what they have heard from their master in the sermon. And just look at the, the last verses of this passage. The people listening on to the sermon, they were amazed at Jesus' teaching because they've seen that Jesus taught with his own authority. All of us are impressed by the man whose skill and knowledge of a subject are so astounding that they that he, he knows it himself. He, he embodies it. And that's what Jesus done about kingdom living. Jesus cleared the way of the rubble of misconception and outlines the truth of the matter with sharp um, skill. This is the effect that Jesus had on these hearers. Those hearers were amazed at Jesus. But it didn't stop there. They didn't just admire what Jesus was saying, but they looked um, to take hold of it. This is what it means. Perhaps that is uh, the most important part of coming to Jesus, uh, part of the necessity of recognising his authority, recognising who it is that you are listening to, Understanding that this is the one who is the creator of the world, that he is to be listened to, that he has that power to direct your life, to know that he is the one who will bring good things into your life as you look to follow him. He is the one uh, to be followed. So the prayer is, isn't it, may God in his mercy grant that we will not stop at mere amazement, but that God will press on to that deeply rooted commitment in our lives, that we may know of what it means to have uh, that real commitment to God, that when trials come, we will hold on to the things that he has shown us in our lives. That we may know that real and lasting joy of what it means to follow him. This is what Jesus is showing us here. He is compelling us to, to listen to him, to hear his words and to put them into practice. It reminds me of a, a very well-known uh, Irish hymn uh, that we sing regularly and we're going to listen to now. 
Pidai my vision. As we usually do at the end uh, of our midweek meetings, we're going to take some time now in prayer for others, continuing to remember those who are dealing with great difficulties through these days, whether in health or uh, financially 
or just in their, their lives and the things that they are facing. And our prayer for one another is that we may know uh, that joy of Jesus working in our lives, of knowing what it means uh, to keep our eyes focused on him and knowing his power in all that we do. Um, as uh, we began this evening reading from Psalm 112, I want to continue just reading some verses of it as we come to God in prayer for others. Starting from verse 4 of Psalm 112. Even in darkness light dawns for the upright. For the gracious and compassionate and righteous man, good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will never be remembered forever. A righteous man will be remembered forever. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. We come before God this evening, looking uh, to pray for one another of his deep, deep riches. Let us come to him now in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this evening that in you, Lord, we will find great and lasting uh, life. That you are the one, Lord, uh, who will show us what it means uh, to live this life in a way that honours you and lives this life to the full in our world. Lord, we recognise again and again of many changes, of many um, misconceptions around this world. So we long for that clarity that you will give. We long, Lord, for your direction in all that we may face. For you are the one who has that power. You are the one, Lord, who will take scales away from others' eyes. And we may know that joy of seeking and following you each day. And so, Heavenly Father, we bring one another before you this evening. And Lord, as we look to come out of this pandemic, as restrictions continue to ease, we give you thanks for this. We thank you uh, for a a sense of returning to uh, some sort of normality in our lives. But Lord, we want to lift up before you those who are hurting through these days. We lift up before you those whose lives have been completely turned upside down and, Lord, are are anxious about what lies ahead. Lord, lift up before you those who are dealing with, with ill health at this time, who are facing great uncertainty, Lord, with treatment and um, having to have appointments, Lord, for different scans. And Lord, we ask that they may know, Lord, of your hand upon them, that they may know of you as their loving shepherd, Lord, as they face um, these days ahead. Lord, that they may know of what it means to be led by you through all that they may face. And Lord, equally, 
We want to lift up before you those, Lord, who are facing great challenges in their lives. Lord, recognising that by themselves, Lord, they will always, Lord, um, be looking from one um, challenge to another. But in you, Lord, they may seek real and lasting power. They may know wisdom, Lord, and what they are doing and why they are doing it. And so, Lord, we ask that you may be working in their lives as they face these challenges, as they know, Lord, of what it means, Lord, to trust in you. And Lord, we pray for one another and for the plans that we have for our future, that we may look to hold you close, that the joy of what it means to follow you may be first and foremost in our lives, that we may know of what it means to seek and to know you in our lives. For Lord, you are the one who has, that key, who has the keys to everlasting life. You are the one who may bring uh, joy uh, and lasting blessing into our lives. And we pray this for ourselves and for our loved ones and for all those, Lord, in our church family at this time. Lord, we look to lift up to you the leadership, Lord, in our country at this time. We lift up to you those who are looking to make plans for coming out of lockdown and asking, Lord, that there is that great confidence, Lord, of what you are doing in this world, of what it means to trust in you. Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening this evening. May you know God's rich blessing uh, in your lives throughout this week. And if you are able to, it will be great to see you coming back to our church building as well. Uh, And please, if you are coming back for the first time, uh, then please just let us know uh, so we can arrange the seating for that as well. Let us finish together this evening with the words of our benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.